Hi, this is David. Welcome to Episode 9 of Upper Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the Book of Acts. The Book of Acts is a history of the beginning of the church and is a continuation of the Book of Luke. The Book of Acts shows how the apostles preached from the Old Testament to the Jews resulting in many conversions to Christianity from the Jewish community. The book of Acts shows how God's word was spread to the Gentiles, so that both Jews and Gentiles comprised the members of the early church. Acts further shows how God wanted Jews and Gentiles alike to live in the light of the Old Testament. I will use the World English Bible for this episode, because the World English Bible is in the public domain. Let's get started. The New Testament starts off with four gospel books written in this order, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These four gospels tell us about the life and teaching of Jesus Christ. The four gospels and Acts covers a large portion of the pages of the New Testament because the epistles are shorter books. The book of Acts provides part of the historical background to the epistles. Acts has 28 chapters. Here is a list of nine topics that are found in the book of Acts. First, the message about Jesus in the book of Acts. Acts emphasizes that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and the Lord of God's kingdom, and that he sits at God's right hand. Another topic is the baptism with the Holy Spirit and Pentecost. Three characteristics of the early church, four deacons and the martyrdom of Stephen, five the conversion of the Samaritans, six the conversion of Paul, seven the conversion of Cornelius and his family and friends, number eight uh, the church council in Acts 15, Nine, cities and persons significant in Acts that provide a background for some of the epistles of Paul. The last few chapters of the Gospel of Luke include the historical account of Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, resurrection appearances of Jesus, and Jesus' instruction to his disciples to tarry in Jerusalem until they are endued with power from on high. When Jesus spoke of God's power from on high, Jesus was referencing the baptism with the Holy Spirit. The disciples followed Jesus' instructions. After Jesus ascended into heaven, the disciples met with one accord and devoted themselves to prayer and fasting. During this time, the disciples sought God's guidance on a replacement for the apostle Judas who had portrayed Jesus. Matthias was chosen to replace Judas as one of the twelve apostles. It was during the Jewish feast of Pentecost that God poured out God's Holy Spirit upon Jesus' disciples. Pentecost was also called the Feast of Weeks. The Feast of Weeks was seven weeks after the time farmers began to sickle the standing grain. Three times a year, God's people were to appear at the Jerusalem temple. These three feasts were the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which included Passover, the Feast of Weeks, which is also Pentecost, and the Feast of Booths. 
We find this in Deuteronomy chapter 16, verses 9 through 16, and Leviticus chapter 23, verses 15 to 16. During the Feast of Weeks, also known as Pentecost, Jews would come from different parts of the world to offer green offerings to God. It was during the Jewish Feast of Pentecost that God poured out God's Holy Spirit upon the 120 disciples. When God's Spirit came upon the church, the disciples spoke in languages that people understood. Tongues of fire appeared on each one's head, which likely refers to the shape of the fire. The World English Bible translates the word for tongues as languages. It means merely that they were speaking in other languages. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is associated with prophecy and not with the gift of tongues. There is no mention of the of the disciples speaking in tongues as talked about in 1 Corinthians. Tongues in 1 Corinthians refers to a spiritual gift that some Christians have. They speak in a language no one understands no one understands, including the one speaking in tongues. The disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were also baptized with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit has to do with prophecy, and being baptized with the Holy Spirit has to do with purity or cleansing. Being filled with the Holy Spirit was not associated with tongues, but with prophecy. Prophecy is sharing a revelation received from God with others. On the day of Pentecost, the prophecy was that God had raised Jesus from the dead and that as a result of that, God's Spirit was poured out. Luke had already talked about people being filled with the Holy Spirit even before the birth of Jesus. For example, John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. He prophesied that the baby in Mary's womb was the Messiah. John leaped in his mother Elizabeth's womb when Mary came to visit Elizabeth and Mary was pregnant with Jesus. John the baptizer's father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately after it says that he was filled with the Holy Spirit, it says that he prophesied. In Acts on the day of Pentecost, the disciples are also said to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Baptism involves cleansing. The word baptize is a word that means to wash or make clean. For example, in Mark chapter 7, verse 4, it is used in reference to cleaning dishes. Acts makes clear that a person's heart is purified or cleansed from their sins when they are born again, and that is associated with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. We will see this in Acts chapters 10, 11, and 15. While it, is, while it is true that the disciples were already followers of Jesus and in a right relationship with Jesus, they had not yet been baptized with the Holy Spirit because historically Jesus first baptized with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. In fact, that's the whole point that the apostles were making, that it was after Jesus was crucified and God raised him from the dead on the third day, and that he ascended to the right hand of God, that this event could occur. The baptism with the Holy Spirit also involved receiving spiritual power to be God's witnesses. Jesus says in Acts 1.8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. 
World English Bible. After God's Spirit was poured out on that day of Pentecost, Peter preached to a crowd in Jerusalem about what was going on. He explained that this was the fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel, that in the last days God would pour out his Spirit on all flesh, and that God's sons and daughters would prophesy. Then Peter started to preach about Jesus, stating that Jesus appeared approved by God uh, by mighty works and wonders and signs, that Jesus was crucified and died on the cross, and that God raised Jesus from the dead on the third day. After Jesus was resurrected from the dead, God exalted Jesus to God's right hand. Jesus received the promise of the Holy Spirit, which he poured out on the day of Pentecost. Peter then quotes Psalm 110, verse 1, and indicates Jesus is the Lord who sits at God's right hand until God the Father puts all things under Jesus' authority. God has made Jesus, whom the Jews crucified, both Lord and Christ. The crowd also asked, what are we, what are we to do? We have done bad in, in uh, crucifying Jesus. Peter told the audience they needed to repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins, then they would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is another term for being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Repentance and faith are essential to receiving Christ, and baptism is our public acknowledgement of our acceptance of Jesus Christ. At first, the church was mainly a Jewish church. The apostles still went to the temple to worship God. They did not cease observing God's law as Jews. They were basically Jews who believed Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, and the Lord, who sat at Yahweh's right hand. The emphasis in Acts is not on Jesus being God, although it is true that Jesus is God. However, in Acts, as in the rest of the New Testament, usually the term God refers to God the Father. The emphasis in Acts is that Jesus is the Messiah and that Jesus is the Lord who sits at God's right hand. Peter and the apostles state that God exalted Jesus to be at God's right hand, to be a prince and a savior, to give repentance to Israel and remission of sins. That last phrase is an exact quote of the World English Bible. And the passage that I'm referring to there is Acts chapter 5, verses 29 to 31. The apostles preached and taught about God in a home or homes and in the temple. They taught that Jesus is the Christ. Acts 5, chapter 5, verse 42. In Acts chapter 6, we read that the apostles appointed seven deacons to assist the apostles so the apostles could devote their time to prayer and to the ministry of God's word. Among these seven deacons were Philip and Stephen. Stephen was one of these deacons, and he also performed miracles and reasoned well from the scriptures, and was he was full of the Holy Spirit. Now, a deacon is someone that basically serves. Uh, that's an emphasis on the Bible that Christians are to serve others. Stephen was also falsely accused of speaking against God. Stephen spoke before the Jewish council and gave a review of the Old Testament which included Solomon's acknowledgement that God does not dwell in temples made with hands. Steve, Stephen quoted Isaiah 66.1, which states that God's throne is in heaven 
and earth as God's footstool. Stephen indicated the Jewish leaders before whom he stood to have to answer to these accusations were rebellious against God and that they had resisted the Holy Spirit. They became very angry at Stephen. Stephen looked up and saw Jesus at the right hand of God. Stephen told them that he was seeing the heavens open and Jesus as the Son of Man was standing at the right hand of God. They were so angry at Stephen that they took Stephen out of the city and they stoned him to death. Saul consented to Stephen's death. Saul is primarily primarily known in the Bible as Paul. A great persecution came upon the church, and the church was scattered throughout the regions of Judah and Samaria, but the apostles were not scattered from Jerusalem. Saul was the main persecutor of the church, and he dragged Christian men and women from their homes and put them in prison. Philip then went to Samaria, where the Samaritans believed the good news about Jesus, and they received the Holy Spirit. The conversion of Paul is found in Acts chapter 9, 22, and 26. Paul got permission from the chief priests to pursue Christians who were in Damascus, arrest them, and take them to Jerusalem. When Paul had almost arrived to Damascus, the resurrected Jesus appeared to Paul. Paul was struck with blindness. Jesus instructed Paul to go to Damascus and Ananias would come to him so Paul could receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ananias then told Paul in Acts chapter 22, verse 16, Now, why do you wait? Arise, be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling upon the name of the Lord. World English Bible. Paul began to preach Jesus as the Messiah while he was still in Damascus. The non-Christian Jews began to persecute Paul, and the Christians helped Paul escape Damascus without being caught. Barnabas then introduced Paul to the apostles in Jerusalem. Paul preached boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because of threats against Paul's life, the Christians sent Paul off to Tarsus. Let us now look at the conversion of the Roman soldier Cornelius. See Acts chapters 10 11, and 15. Cornelius was a devout man. He feared God and gave gifts to the needy. He always prayed to God. One day, an angel appeared to him in a vision. Cornelius was instructed to send for Peter. Peter then had a vision in which God instructed Peter to eat unclean animals. This was something God's law in the Old Testament instructed God's people not to do. Paul gave this instruction to Peter three times. Then three men from Cornelius showed up at Peter's house, and God's Spirit instructed Peter to go with them. When Peter got to Cornelius' home, he had an audience to speak to that included Cornelius, Cornelius' family, and friends. Peter then understood the vision that he had that he had, and that it meant that he should consider uh, these Gentiles not to be unclean. Peter was sent to the house of Cornelius to tell him how to be saved. Cornelius, his family, and friends needed Jesus as their Savior. See Acts chapter 11, verse 14. Peter preached a sermon to Cornelius and Cornelius' family and his friends. 
In this sermon, Peter acknowledged that God doesn't show favoritism to any nationality. God's salvation is for the Jews and Gentiles. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Jesus Christ preached the good news. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power, and Jesus went about doing good and healing those oppressed by the devil. God was with Jesus in what he did. Jesus was killed on the cross, and God raised Jesus up on the third day, and Jesus appeared to witnesses chosen by God, and the resurrected Jesus ate and drank with these witnesses. God has appointed Jesus to be the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about Jesus, that through Jesus' name that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still saying these words, the Holy Spirit fell on those who heard God's word. God baptized them with the Holy Spirit as Peter preached to them. Then they were baptized in the, with water in the name of Jesus Christ. See Acts chapter 10. In Acts 13, we read that among the Christians in Antioch were prophets, teachers, Barnabas, and Paul. As the Christians served the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit told them to send out Barnabas and Paul for the work the Holy Spirit had called them to do. Paul and Barnabas then began going to various cities and regions, preaching and teaching about Jesus. They preached to both Jews and Gentiles. Large groups of Jews and Gentiles came to, to believe in Christ. Some of the places they visited were Iconium, Lystra, and Derbe, and then they went back to Antioch in, in Syria and stayed with the disciples a long time. While Paul and Barnabas were in Antioch, some men came from Judah and taught Christians that they could not be saved unless they were circumcised. Paul and Barnabas debated against this false theology. The church then sent uh, Paul and Barnabas to go to the apostles and elders in Jerusalem about this question about the relationship between salvation, circumcision, and the law of Moses. Remember that Peter preached faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins as a condition of salvation. Peter also preached that those who repented and were baptized for the forgiveness of their sins would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter had witnessed Cornelius, a Roman soldier, with his family and friends receive the forgiveness of sins and the baptism with the Holy Spirit, without any indication that before God saved them that they had gotten circumcised. Some of the Christians who had previously been Pharisees said it was necessary for Gentiles to be circumcised and to keep the law of Moses to be saved. The apostles and elders in Jerusalem met to hear this issue. Among the speakers were Peter and James. Peter spoke about this his ministry with the Gentiles and how God made no distinction between Jews and Gentiles, but cleansed their hearts by faith. Both Jew and Gentiles are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus. James, the brother of Jesus, then spoke. James spoke that the Gentiles should have no other burden, but that they abstain from idols, sexual immorality, and from what is strangled and from blood. They decided to send a delegation from Jerusalem with Paul and Barnabas with a letter from the apostles and elders to the Gentiles 
in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. The letter said this, The apostles, the elders, and the brothers, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, greetings. Because we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying, You must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no commandment. It seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you, with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent, therefore, Judas and Silas, who themselves will also tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these necessary things, that you abstain from things sacrificed to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality, from which, if you keep yourselves, it will be well with you. Farewell. Acts chapter 15, verses 23 to 29, World English Bible. After Paul and Barnabas returned to Antioch, they decided to go back to the cities they previously visited. However, Paul and Barnabas could not agree regarding whether Mark should go with them. Mark had gone with them on the first journey and bailed out on them before the journey was completed. Paul then decided to go on his journey with Silas to Syria and Cilicia, and Barnabas and Mark went to Cyprus. Paul and Silas later went to Derbe, Lystra, and Iconium. There Paul was introduced to a disciple of Christ named Timothy. Two of the, epi- of the epistles of Paul are written to Timothy. Paul went on missionary journeys. Among the places he went were Corneth, which is in Greece, Thessalonica, and Philippi, which are in Macedonia, which is north of Greece, Ephesus and Colossae, which were in Asia Minor, and Galatia. Later, Paul wrote 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians to the city of Corneth. He wrote 1 and 2 Thessalonians to the believers in Thessalonica. Paul wrote Galatians to those in Galatia. Ephesians to those in Ephesus, Colossians to those in Colossae, and First and Second Timothy to Timothy. Paul wrote the book of Romans to the Romans before he even went to Rome. In Acts 13, 13 to 47, we see that Paul preached at Antioch of Pisidia. Paul preached a sermon in the synagogue. Paul reminded them of how God delivered Israel from Egypt, how God put up with Israel during the period of the wilderness wandering. God gave Israel judges and kings. God gave Israel King Saul, then King David. God promised that through David's offspring, God would bring salvation. Paul said that this promised salvation has come through Jesus. Then the rulers of Jerusalem arranged for Jesus to be crucified, but God raised Jesus from the dead. God raised up Jesus, as it is written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have become your father. In another psalm, it says that God will not let his Holy One see decay. Jesus, as God's Holy One, did not see decay, because God raised him from the dead uh, on the third day. Through this, 
Jesus is the forgiveness of sins to those who believe, and they are justified from all things which a person could not be justified by the law of Moses. Later, many people came to hear Paul's message, and the Jews got jealous and contradicted Paul and blasphemed. When the Jews rejected God's message, then Paul turned his ministry to ministering to the Gentiles. In summary, we see this theme in the book of Acts. The early church mission focused on persuading people that Jesus was the promised Messiah. He was the promised king who would rule over God's kingdom, and that through Jesus was the forgiveness of sins to the, whoever believed, whether they be Jew or Gentile. While God's revelation through Moses taught people about how God wanted people to live, it is only through Jesus that our sins can be forgiven. God gives the Holy Spirit to those who believe in Jesus and gives them the, the power to live a holy life. Take this week to review the Old Testament books in order and learn the four Gospels in order and the book of Acts. Review the first five books of the New Testament, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at, at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com, where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. Bye for now.